Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I was dreaming about limestones. Maybe, maybe you'd like to join us. All these factors really play a difference. Doran, you can smell rocks being mined, can't you? Oh, is that where we're going? Well, I know now. <laughs> it might be good to see the sun. Yeah, we're just nobodies, you know? Don't lose that number. Did you feel that? That was an explosion. He's just standing awkwardly in the middle of a mess hall. That's a cool name, all right? We can have some of this lichen. Is that where the Rothay will take us? They're always looking somewhere that's really interesting. I don't know what that guy's problem was. All right, uh, let's go get some breakfast. We could use a good friend here. Important recurring character. You seem like you have a lot going on yeah. in this world. I mean, are you integral to the plot? <laughs> 
birthday shame. This is episode 144, Mess Around. MVP this week is Adrian Ryan, who just started listening to Dice Shame and is already in love. Adrian Ryan is a Patreon supporter, and you can be too. Head to patreon.com slash the Invictus stream to help the show grow. Thanks, Adrian. Shout out this week goes to the DM's Day Off podcast. DM Matt hosts forever DMs from around the internet and very generously gives them a break, running one-shots for those of us who always seem to find ourselves behind the screen. You'll find me, Joe, on an upcoming episode very soon, so definitely check it out. Check it out, they're awesome! All right, should we play some D&D? Let's do it and show them how it's done. Yeah! The Rothe stopped to rest a total of four times during your travels. And apart from that, and Jack's unassailable sense of time passing, you'd be hard-pressed to know how long you've been underground. It's the 18th of Hammer, when you begin to hear the distant reverberations echo through the tunnels that would suggest mining activity. Listen, you smell that? Smells like somebody's mining. Rocks. Doran, you can smell rocks being mined, can't you? I can't smell rocks. I can identify rocks. I can tell you the mineral content of some rocks, but I can't, I can't smell them. Oh, that's what your stone cunning is. I thought it was smelling rocks. Never mind. I can smell the different levels of, of water underground. You see, the deeper you go, the water actually becomes more... Watery. ...intensified with mineral. And so the deeper you go, like, for example, in the deepest dungeons of Grey Peak Mountains. Well, and I understand it, too, that it depends on where, which aquifers you're, well, you're drawing from and whether it's fed from an underground source or not. That's right. Whether the, it's a sedimentary type rock or an or a igneous sort of rock that's more porous. It, I, the, all these factors really play a difference. Or, you know, depending on the makeup of the stone type of the mountain. You see... Some right, shut up. Listen, listen, listen. There's someone mining. Sometimes starting to play D&D is just like letting a bunch of cats loose in a room and they just <laughs> <laughs> find something to be excited about. Rocks. Look, if you have a limestone mountain, right. you'll, tell, you'll tell that the water is a lot more slimy sometimes, especially when it pools. A far-off explosion shakes dust free from the beams that oh, shore up the ceiling. Oh, 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 oh. I was dreaming about limestones. <laughs> Here. Did you feel that? That was an explosion. Ugh. You sure you didn't smell it? And Red hops off the back of the Rothe mm-hmm. and uh, draws his bow looking down the tunnel. Can I roll perception? Yeah, of course you can. That's one of these D20s, right? Yeah, roll <laughs> a big round one. <gasps> Ooh. 18. Just once. Mm. Very nice. Well done. Just the once. You perceive just a dim, dim, dim light coming from around the corner. Dim, dim, dim. Next. (laughs) Coming from around the corner of the next stretch of tunnel. And with that, Red, your ears perceive the pink, pink, tink of of mine mine axes. Pickaxes? Pickaxes. There's a dim, dim, dim light ahead. All right. And Kraloff hops off the Rothe and begins walking towards the light. He's been sleeping this whole time. Mm-hmm. 
For four days. For four days. <laughs> you like kind of like the most rested he's ever been. Kraloff, you've been in a coma for four days. God, <laughs> oh. I didn't even know you were alive. We tried to wake you so many times. He loves the dark. It's like now. when you put oh. a, a towel on a birdcage and yeah. they just go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I just when I don't have sunlight, I just kind of conk out like that. Uh-huh. Hope you didn't run into any battles or anything. And Kraloff kind of lazily hoists his shield and shakes off his mace and begins trudging towards these sounds. Mm. Mm -hmm. And the Rothay continue dragging these minecarts around the next bend. You come to this stretch of tunnel that's lit by torchlight. As you travel forward into these lit tunnels here and there, there are branching corridors also lined by minecart tracks. And eventually you begin to see other signs of life. Mm. Dwarven miners, people piling ore and coal into these minecarts. You begin to hear the sounds of an industrious situation. Ooh. Look at all these dwarven children doing all this work. My people. At least it was an intentional explosion. I was worried there for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew by the sound of that blast that it was uh, certainly uh, an intentional uh Explosion. Intentual? Intentual. Well, you didn't know that. You didn't know shit. You were sleeping. <laughs> well, I know now. <laughs> Intentual. Stone cutting. Hey, young boy. Hello. Uh, is this a camp or a city or what? What are we about to go into? Oh, this is this is Fozik. 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 Anyone know a Fozik? I don't know Fozik. Nah. It's well, that's where we need to go. Actually. Oh, is that where oh we're going? right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we're here. Congratulations. Thanks. I guess. What do we unload uh, for the... Uh... Supplies. Oh, uh, yeah, just uh, the mine master will see you just down there at the end of the line. You just want to go straight. Well, I mean, the Roth are just going to take you there, so... Uh... Nice nice to meet you, boy. <laughs> we need to speak with Wabella Magbrew. That was the... Uh, is that where the yes. Roth they will take us? Uh, I mean, y- Wabella is probably in the longhouse. Mm. No. Good. To compensate, eh? Is that somewhere down here, too? No, no, that'll be up on the surface. Oh, the surface. Is that like an outhouse? Oh, so we're near the end of the mine. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, you're you're basically here. You're, like, pretty much right at the town. What's your name, boy? Ooh. My name? Yeah. You seem like a good chap mining away here. You don't need to know my name. We could use a good friend here. <laughs> Important recurring character. My name? You seem like you have a lot going on in this world. I mean, are you yeah. integral to the plot? Yeah, what's that cool button? And Red points to a button on his shirt that says, <laughs> vote no on Prop 186. <laughs> really active in his community. Uh, well, first of all, <laughs> my name is Ricky. Hi, Ricky. Hi, You're Ricky. so fine. You're so fine you blew this mine. Hey, <laughs> Ricky. That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Do you have inspiration? I don't. That's you good. get inspiration That's for that. Thank you. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> that, that's the first time in a hundred and some odd episodes I feel like I've deserved, deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> For a joke. Yeah, of that's great. Definitely he points at the, the button on his chest. He's like, oh, what this? I just wear this because my sister wants me to. She's a real... Mm. It says something about goblins under it. What the hell is that? Don't, don't touch my shirt. Oh, hey, sorry. Hands off. Was oh, that a band t-shirt? <laughs> I'm in a band. What? The Ooh. Goblins? That's a cool band name. Dawn likes Goblins, right? Uh, it's kind of ironic. <laughs> oh. Hmm. You've never heard of us. We're too underground. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke, too. Oh, That's Jack. a good one. joke, too. Rob, do you have inspiration? I do, yeah. 
Well, then suck it. Dorian kind of puffs up his chest and uh, walks, continues to walk through, you know, kind of following the Rothe, because they, they would continue, right? I assume. Yeah, they're still going. Yeah. So he kind of walks through very proudly, you know, showing off that we are delivering the goods. <laughs> and, you know, Dorian is amongst his people. He's proud, you know, he's proud. <laughs> What's the other word for proud? Yeah. Synonym for proud. He's proud. Super proud. And Pride standing filled. tall. <laughs> Excited. Prideous. Cool. Yeah, Doran, you proudly walk behind these Rothe proudly. Yeah. Very with a lot of pride. The you know? most pride you can muster. Yeah. A couple people look up from their labors, but most folks don't really give you a second glance because you're just dragging a, some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys want to hang out with Ricky some more? Or you want to go? Oh, me and Ricky are talking deep underground bands. Mm-hmm. Like, have you heard of the Motorheads? What? No. Yeah. What? What's their? Can you give me one of their songs? Kralos used to play tambourine for one of the cover bands in Waterdeep, I think. Oh yeah, here. One second, give me a minute. Dorian's favorite rock music. Here it is. All right. Are we going to do this right now? Uh, do that beat that we were working on. The one oh, with yeah. Jack's flute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, I could do Jack's flute. Uh, you hear that? You hear that music back there? Those are my friends. We are delivering the goods that keep getting stolen. Isn't that pride filling? A few more people are looking at you now. Why don't we? Why don't we go up to the surface? It might be good to see the sun. We we're we're a little stir crazy, maybe. You're getting the delirium of the underground. Yeah. Ah. Anyway, if you want to give us some more buttons, we'll hand them out on our way up. Um, cool, cool song, guys. Anyway, I should probably get back to work, but uh, I pointed the way to the town, so that's kind of my own. My oh thing. yeah, thanks. Just in case you want to know, so you can contact us, we are the Nightstone Four, and Ricky, don't lose that number. See you later. <laughs> that's a good one too. That is a good one. It wasn't quite as good as the other ones. I know <laughs> it was a bit forced, but. It was. I wanted it in there. So, yeah, you guys sort of offload your cargo and the Rothe to some waiting hands at the end of the mine tracks. People seem very casual about unhooking the cargo and they're already brushing down the animals and giving them like feed bags full of mushrooms. (sighs) As soon as they brought feed over, they don't even want to say goodbye. Oh, I, I have to say goodbye. Benny, Brenda, you too. You're going to have a long and happy marriage. Just remember, don't sweat the small stuff. I don't. And it's all small stuff. And Red throws his arms around their two necks and hugs them. Yeah. Brenda kind of goes, woof, woof. And Benny makes one light just bubble come out (laughs) of his nose. I guess they come out of their noses. Cool. Cute. They do now. Doran turns to Red and he's like, you know. I don't know if uh, we should have let them fornicate like that on the on the railroad. I mean, <laughs> who knows? I mean, they could put Brenda out for for months. Uh, I know, and it took so long. We lost an entire day there. Let's keep that on the down low. You ascend up into the town. You see that Fozak is one of many mining villages scattered across the Valley of Kedrun. 
you exit out of this mine shaft out into the gray morning light and it's frosty and cold. Mm. You see all around you the foothills leading up into the mountains of the spine. You are so close to this mountain range now. Oh my gosh, I forgot that we have to get warm clothes on. Here, pass me my, my, my fur. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So uh, what's the name of this town again? Fozik. Fozik. Right. And I think Jack snaps his fingers and pulls up the map. And now that he's sort of seen the mountains, he's kind of got a sight line of like, I think we came out right here. We must have traveled, you know, mm-hmm. kind of draws the path as he remembers it underground. Something like that anyways. Yeah. So look, it's, it's not far from the Oracle. You figure as long as you're able to pick your way through the mountain range adequately well, you probably will be able to make it in about three days. And what time of day is it right now? It's like morning. Oh. Grim morning. Mm. Okay, well, uh, listen, why don't we go get some breakfast? Mm. There's something that I want to take a good look at now that we got some light here. And uh, and then head out late morning, early afternoon. Sounds like a plan. Sure. I'm sure they have cool mushrooms around here. I'm curious to find one. Mm. Mm. Mushrooms, mm. eh? Yeah. Well, you can have some of this lichen. No, 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 no. That's a weird you guys thing. Red says with his hands up and backs away. I don't go in for that stuff. Oh. Too silly for me. And Red skips away. That's... Like, full out skips. Like, wide berth. <laughs> but first we need to, like, deliver this stuff, don't we? Yeah. All right. Red skips back. All right. Well, let's go to the longhouse first, and then we'll close out this little mission. Yeah. We'll let them know that we delivered their goods. Mm-hmm. It's not a very large town. Uh, as far as longhouses go, there's probably only one building around here that fits the bill. It looks to be solidly made of wood and stone, done in the northern dwarven style, reminiscent of Mirabar, but with the resources of a frontier town. You make your way there and are admitted in to meet with Wubella Magbrew. She's perched on a stool in a dark room when you come in sitting behind a desk, bathed in the spotlight from a bullseye lantern. She's got a cigar clenched in her strong white teeth and a copper headpiece with a jeweler's loop on an extendable arm swung down in front of her left eye. When you enter, she's holding a rock the size of her fist, a rock whose embedded crystalline structures fragment the light and send it spinning through the wreath of blue smoke in the room. Wow, you look cool. Ah, uh, thank you. Miss <laughs> huh. um, uh, Magbrew. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm Mubella. Uh, we we're delivering supplies. Oh, oh, you don't say. Yeah, we came from Mirabar. You must be the ones that Thiven sent word about. Probably. Doran is a bit struck. <laughs> Bearded dwarven woman with a cigar hanging out of her mouth. Oh, until now. <laughs> oh. Did you have any uh, troubles in the in the tunnels from Mirabar? Uh, well, we we managed to fight off uh, a horde of lizard people. They were trying to kill us, and and then also we managed to subdue a, a goblin. Uh, and then he looks over at uh, Red and who uh, sold us lemonade? Yes, uh, tribe. <clears throat> But, uh, uh, but I think we killed about 60 of those other creatures or something. I don't know. I killed 25 myself. Maybe 100. Yeah. But yeah. She raises her eyebrows a little bit. About four days down the, the passage from <laughs> this direction, I'd say, 
they 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 set up an ambush. They'll probably do it again. So a real nightmare. Yeah, but they were easy. Well, I was suspecting that there was something like that mm. down there in the tunnels. I have to send a crew out to uh, eradicate them. Probably a good idea. Any issues with the Rothe? Oh, uh, uh hmm. no. <laughs> Although <laughs> there's certainly some love in the air. The season for it. You're telling me. Reaching down behind the desk, you hear the clinking of coins as she counts gold out into a purse. Here for your labor. Ten gold, I believe, as was promised, for each of you. Wow. Oh, wow. Ten gold. Thank you. Now, uh, are you uh, on your way back out to Mirabar then? Not today. We're actually uh not. We're headed into the mountains. We're we've got another destination to seek do you well first we're having breakfast here yes apparently just, just saying if you could if you could recommend a, a good spot for some some tasty food <laughs> maybe maybe you'd like to join us <laughs> well we don't really have restaurants here in Fozik, but there is a mess hall mm, works for me oh that seems a bit rough and tumble around here, like a frontier town. It's something like that, a little bit, yeah. Well, if you are ever on your way back down to Mirabar from here, I could have some more work for you, if you like. More, um... More the same, I'm afraid. Doran, why is your mouth open? Oh, sorry. Um, I haven't introduced myself. Um, Doran Ironfist. Doran Ironfist. And he extends a hand out to Wabella. Ironfist, eh? Any relation? Um, yes, the Iron Fists. I, I'm, I, I'm the the uh, the I'm, I'm the blacksmith um, and uh, soldier of legend. He's Doran Iron Fist, the one and only. <laughs> I'm just pulling your beard, Doran. Oh, it's nice to meet you. And it's a it's a, a certainly a real pleasure to meet you, Wabella. If I can call you by your first name. Ah, please, please, of course. Oh, well, and so you're you. you're out into the mountains then, not looking for uh, work among your kind. What are you What are you up to? Yeah, Doran, I guess, looks at his companions, not unsure of whether to divulge information. What we divulge, he sort of stumbles over his words. Well, we've got a journey. We've we very important business we're on. Yeah. We need to hike into the mountains. Um, We're all just standing back watching him make a yeah. mess of himself. We're like, I'm okay with this. Yeah. Feel feel free to jump in any time. To, um, We're on our way to the spine of the world to do some things for giants. Have you seen any giants around here, by the way? She flicks the jeweler's loop up out of the way of her eye. I would be careful where you tread. Mm. Oh, lots up here. Many giants up here. Yeah. Quite a few frost giants these days, in fact, and stone yeah. Be careful. Mm. Will you join us for breakfast? <laughs> Maybe you could give us some further uh, uh, advice on, uh, you know, what we should be watching out for. I could buy you a drink. Already had my breakfast, and I have quite a bit of work to do here, unfortunately. Yeah, I completely understand. We're all very busy, and uh, <laughs> I'm not concerned in the least. Uh, but I'm sure we will... Cross your paths again. Yeah. Well, you know, if we did swing back this way, you know, I'm sure that we'd have plenty more to say. But don't today. <laughs> well, if you swing by again, 
Be sure to come and say hello. Now, if you don't mind. We, we, we certainly will. Um, we, we won't take up any more of your time. It's a pleasure to meet you. And uh, to take care. <laughs> Goodbye. Yes, you as well. All right. Goodbye now. And then we leave. Yeah, you guys head out. Doran, are you okay? You seem a little awestruck in there. Well, it's not often that you meet such a... Uh, uh, such a fierce woman uh, running a city, you know. Uh, I don't, you know I, there's something about the... Uh, Strength? Uh, let me gather my thoughts. Yeah, you're drooling. You got a lot of drool coming down your Yeah, head. well, I'm not. <laughs> it's sweat, too. Looks like you were looking at ham. You know, we went from hot to cold to hot. I'm, I'm sweating a bit, too. But, you know, like, Ooh. something to be said about a woman that's in charge and uh, the way she carried herself and, you know. Look, Doran, I, I think your heart's in the right place, but for someone like us to roll in the town and move on in the morning, you know. Oh, of course. No. No, no. Hey, well, I'm not saying that you no. can't try to make a move, no. but if you do, you, you gotta let her know that you're not like a normal adventurer type, you know? You're, no, well, you're she not would... like me or Kraloth the Jack, not. where we're gonna just blow out in the morning. I mean, you were married before. No, you sure. know, you've had a, a stable foundation, of, a relationship. Of course. You know, we're of a type, is what I'm saying. It's you know, Kraloth and no. me and Jack, you know? Of course. <laughs> I keep, Kraloth and me are like nodding at each other, and like I keep including Jack, mm. and Jack's like, what the fuck? I've been in a stable relationship. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, we're just nobodies, you know? We'll just roll out of bed in the morning, and we're gone, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 I would, oh, no. I mean, hey, hey I'm struck, but, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I, I'm comfortable to move on. <laughs> you know, I've seen other women dwarves in power. You're still holding onto the doorknob, Dorian. You still you let go of the knob. No, let go of the no. knob of the door. Let's just let's just move on. Oh, uh, I'm sure I'll figure it all about her when we get, get some breakfast. It's. Uh, I'm sure she'll be out of my mind if we come back this way. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll never come back this way. Maybe maybe we'll never run into her again, and it won't ever come up. It's you okay. We send her a letter once once you're. Jeez, letters in this guy. No, communication is important for a relationship. Uh, I, and you, you, Doran kind of like he scuttles off forward, walking at a quicker Aww. pace. Aww. He like crouches behind a a barrel, like twenty feet away. Oh, Doran's yeah. famous stealth <laughs> skills. <laughs> and as soon as Jack says letters, Kraloth kind of <clears throat> looks around awkwardly and then sighs deeply and says, "All right, let's go get some breakfast," and heads off to the mess hall, which Doran has already mm-hmm. found. I'm sure. Certainly. Well, maybe in fact he doesn't, but he like he like looks back and sees you guys heading and then <laughs> <and> follows you. <laughs> runs around the back, comes in the kitchen. He just like he can't he's find just, the damn mess hall. I just need to get out of the conversation. He's walking aimlessly. He's like he opens a door and it's just a bunch of Rothe looking at him. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you find the mess hall by virtue of your nose, I'm sure, because there's always something cooking in a place like this for the hungry people that live and work here. So true. Long wooden tables in a wide room house many people currently enjoying a hot meal. Mm. Seems like there's kind of like a cafeteria style setup where people like line up along one side and just get served a scoop of whatever is stewing this morning mm. red lines up yeah um you are given a spoon a bowl and a mug the bowl is full of some kind of porridge that's studded with nuts and mushrooms and the 
cup is immediately filled with a kind of strong, bitter tea. Mm. Nice. And there's a scene where where Doran and Kraloth are right next to each other with their little trays. And mm-hmm. they and Kraloth says, I'm just saying, Doran, I mean, your name precedes you as a blacksmith and you haven't crafted anything for us. You haven't made a single shield or a sword well, or anything. I haven't seen any blacksmith. You have to understand, Kraloth, that these things take time and skill. I mean, I can't just pop into a, you know, a blacksmith's guild and start using their tools. You know, I've got my own tools at home. You do realize that, right? Where's your home again? Well, in the Great Peak Mountains. When are you going to take us there? Well, when, you know, when we're done. We've been to Jack's home. Yeah, well, you know, I don't, I don't really, I don't really, it's out of the way, you know, I don't really, <laughs> well, well, I'm not hiding anything from you guys. I just haven't gotten a chance to. I feel like we're pretty close, probably. No. No. And Kraloth no. sits down at the table. Oh, we're not close at all. <laughs> we're, I saw a dwarf, so I assumed that we were close. No, if you go southeast, I think, for 20 odd Days travel. Oh, I okay. Think that would. It's a long way. Maybe it's a long way southeast of Waterdeep. Even like maybe maybe forty days travel. You know, I'm not, I'm really not good uh, with uh, travel time. Oh. <laughs> and you guys are like standing, looking out over the cafeteria. Yeah, I feel like after Red gets his food, he goes and walks over to the one of the rowdiest tables there yeah. of all dwarves. Hey guys. The table all just just turns and looks at you. Ah, hi. Uh, my name is Red, Red-Handed Robin. I'm part of the Nightstone Four. I was wondering, and he like wedges in between two of the burly. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering. Ah, move over, move over. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Personal space. Uh, I was wondering if any of you know about Wubella or uh, maybe her marital status. One of the dwarves spits on the floor, and then he wipes a dirty hand across his beard. You see there's just a smear of ash and porridge. Oh, you're so tall for for dwarves. (laughs) You're so big. (laughs) Doran is not the messiest dwarf here by far. Uh, He says, who's asking? (laughs) I... Red-headed Robin, I just introduced myself, you big dummy. <laughs> hey, Jack! And I turn across the room, and I'm like, this big old dummy dwarf, <laughs> I already introduced myself, and he didn't remember my name. What a dummy! And I turn back. <laughs> you look back, and he's gone. Oh. And then you turn around to hear someone's throat clearing at your elbow. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And I pull out a cough drop. It's the dwarf. He's come around the side of the table and he's standing at your side with his arms crossed in front of him, smoldering eyes. What did you just call me? And Red stands up slow. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, a dummy, I think. Wait, did I call you stupid or did I just think you were stupid? You stay away from Wubella. Why? Just you don't even, don't. Hey, hey, are you and Wubella, you know, a thing? He pushes you. Oh. What I tell you? Doran, this guy pushed me. No, Red, don't be causing fights with the local miners. Come on. Another dwarf from the table comes around and, and takes him by the shoulder. Come on, Gnarl, you can't, you can't be starting this again. I love it, Gnarl. Someone says her name and you can't, you can't be acting like this, man. No, Gnarl, is that your name? Yeah, what? That's a cool name, all right? I know it is. My mommy gave it to me. Well, that's cool. My mommy gave me my name, too. That's that We got that in common. Look, I'm not trying to start nothing with Wubella. I'm just curious if, you know... And I turned to his friend. Would, would Narl and Wubella an item? You know what they say about curiosity. No, what? 
I'm curious. Tell me. <laughs> and Kraloth has sat down at this empty table, yeah. and he's pulled out the the box that he received in the dungeon mm. from the goblin. Yeah, and he opens mm-hmm. it up, and he pulls out this necklace that was in there that he detected faint magic on, nice. and he begins yes. to inspect it. He like holds it up to the light, and he puts on his goggles, and he pretends to zoom in on it, but it doesn't actually <laughs> zoom in. They takes his goggles mm-hmm. off, and just sits with it while this scene plays out in the background. And I feel like Doran, the last in line to get food, um, kind of turns. He sees this little scuffle going on with Red and these dwarves, and he sees uh, Kraloth examining this uh, necklace. And what's Jack doing? I mean, Jack was about to sit down, and then Red started some shit. So he's sort of in that like liminal space between sitting down at a table to have breakfast and <laughs> trying to figure out if he has to go help his friend if he's going to get in trouble. Everyone knows that space. He's just standing awkwardly in the middle of a mess hall, not sure which just way to go. classic nerd can't yeah. decide where to sit with yeah. his tray. Exactly. And so Doran sort of does similar, but he instead is looking for, you know, like maybe one of the more experienced looking dwarves, maybe one of the older dwarves, maybe a table that's not quite full. Yeah, I wouldn't say that it's like full in here by any means. It's kind of later in the morning. I'm imagining maybe there's a dwarf or two that are sitting like, you know, on their own. Sure. You can find a couple loner, older dwarves. The jocks, the nerds. Yeah, Doran, he's just looking for some, you know, uh, general advice about about the area. Maybe uh, best paths to take up the spine of the world. Like That's fair, yeah. Some guy who's done with his bowl of gruel and he's just kind of fuming over his bitter tea. (laughs) So Doran walks up and he's like, hmm, fuming over your bitter tea, I see. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd like to join you and fume over my own bitter tea if that's not a problem. Uh, There's always room for another friend to fume over a tea with. Come on, sit down. Uh, Thank you, thank you. My name's Doran. We're just passing through. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. He extends a hand. Radno. Radno. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Red heads back over to the table with Jack and Kraloth, and he tucks into his gruel. I don't know what that guy's problem was. Mm, I think he (laughs) didn't like being called a dummy. He shouldn't have been so dumb then. (laughs) (laughs) Doran asks about, you know, how how long this guy's been working here and, you know, what he does. He tells you his life story. (laughs) It is engaging. He's basically the dwarven James Bond. He's He's here undercover. It's Moradin walking amongst the living. That's right. That's <laughs> and right. you're the first one to fume over bitter tea with him in 200 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he grants you dwarf powers. Three dwarven wishes. You get to wishes. fly. <laughs> yeah, but only underground. Underground flight. Mm-hmm. So it's very limited. <laughs> uh. Kraloth, are you trying to uh, attune to this magic item? No, I'm just trying to, well, I'm trying to figure out what it does so the only way you will know is by putting it on yeah okay it's probably curse (laughs) i gotta cast remove curse on it do you have that yeah rock and roll you do it and your magic intertwines in through the metal links of the chain Mm. yeah see what i just did there jack yeah i'm learning don't attune to magical items without first casting Remove Curse, you see. Yeah. Yeah, so Kraloth unattunes to his balloon backpack, and he puts on this necklace and tries to attune to it. 
Unatunes or disatunes? Unatunes. Um, <laughs> Dionatunes. Dis on irratunes. You spend Ir-a-tunes. some time over breakfast contemplating the form of this necklace and feeling its weight around your neck. The necklace itself is curious. Its metal is uh, silver, though under certain light it seems more golden. And the amulet of it, the pendant, is actually covered in images of eyes that shift and dart in all directions. Mm. After an hour and you tune to this item, you know that it is called the necklace ocular. It gives you a plus one bonus to your initiative rolls. Oh, lucky you. Oh, wow. That's useful. Mm-hmm. That brings me up to a whopping... Zero. (laughs) (laughs) For the first time. Cool. Just a little minor magic item, but still kind of neat. Yeah, thank Mm -hmm. you. Freaky amulet, Kraloff. Yeah, yeah. I think it's 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 kind of fun, and I I bring it around to the front of my chest, and I kind of hold it up, and then put it back down, so I'm wearing it. I feel slightly faster. You look slightly faster. The mm-hmm. eyes on the necklace are never looking where your eyes look. They're always looking somewhere. It's really interesting. Yeah, they seem dodgy as shit. Okay, I'm looking left. No, I mean, they're not matching our eyes oh. as we look at it. Oh. Wait, like it's always looking away. Wait, is it doing something different for Red than it is for Jack? Yeah, one's winking at me. <laughs> I, I'm not seeing any <laughs> winking. It, very strange. That one is. Look, it's winking. No. Oh, wait. No, that's gruel. Never mind. Hold on. There's gruel on that one. <laughs> oh. Oh. Now that one's winking. Look at it. Mm. Mm. Where's Doran? I don't know. I don't know what that dwarf's problem was either. All I was asking is about Wubella. Doran seemed interested. Didn't you see that? That's that's kind of fun. Look, Kraloth's got uh, Lady What's-Her-Name, and you've got Handsome What's-His-Face, and, I, you know, Doran could have somebody, then everyone would have someone. It could just be there's some politics in this small town that, as people who have been here all of a hot five minutes, we might not be entirely aware of. And there could be some places where it's sensitive and people poking at them might not appreciate that. Nah, that's too complicated. They're just simple people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see. The DM can't possibly come up with intrigue for each and every place you stop at. I guess I I just feel bad for Doran. Hey, Doran, come back over here. And Doran's already standing up and moving, and you see him across the room sort of like saying thanks and giving this guy a handshake, and he comes back and he sits down at the table. Well, uh, I was speaking to that older gentleman over there, and he and he basically told me that, uh, you know, there there is a trail that we can take up into the mountains. It's just north of the, the town here. It's called uh, Breakbeak Trail or something like that. Huh? Brick Brack. Something like that. I love the idea that you're like, I met a wise and old adventurer. And like in the background, you see this guy emptying the garbages. He's like a, <laughs> like a dude who's like taking a break. He's like a sanitation engineer. Oh, and and also, uh, you know, he also did say that uh, apparently there's a big storm that's going to be coming in. So I don't know if we want to delay our, our delay our route up there or, or if we want to go now and try and get ahead of the storm. But. Um, mm. I imagine we're in for some pretty crummy weather. Did he mention how long the storm would last? He said like uh, a year. He said three or you know, <laughs> two or three days, but I mean I uh, you know, I don't know how much I believe that. Huh. I mean, I suppose he has worked here for several years. He he would know. It's kind of the season for it though, right? Is it the season for it, Jack? 
Yeah, I mean... Winter? <laughs> no, well, this is my point. Is, is, you know, <laughs> traveling in icy mountains in winter is, is inherently dangerous, but we can't just wait till spring to, to have a nicer trek up to the spine of the world to the Temple of Anum. Like, I agree. It's, it's out of the way for a reason, and we might have to... Well, I know Jack wants to stay, but we can't wait for warmer weather. I think we should push on. I think Dorn and Kraloth and I are right. Sorry, Jack. Sorry, Jack. We've got to keep pushing. Okay, let's do it. I think it's not even about, you know, yes, we should push on. I think it's we should have breakfast and then really... Lauren's right. We should wait for warmer weather. Sorry, Jack. I know you want to push out. Are you okay, Red? What? He's being a bit silly, isn't he? He's having like a weird, like, reaction to the tea. (laughs) Yeah. That mushroom was really throwing him for a loop. Very strong. (laughs) Dorian gives him a whack on the back of the head. Just like a a swat. Brotherly, but almost like too hard. All right. Well... If if it's time to go, it's time to go. Kraloth pushes himself up and grabs his things. You guys ready? Yeah, I guess it's time to go then. Red looks down in his uneaten gruel. Let's go. What have you been Finish doing this past hour? I've <laughs> <laughs> literally been looking at a necklace for an hour. Watching you with your <laughs> necklace and talking to now. All right. Let's hit the road. You enjoy your warm breakfast together and then you pack your things and head out onto Breakbeak Trail up into the mountains. Thank you once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Heather Nichols, Alexander Reed, Merlin, Christopher Ryan Evans, Mitchell Cadwell, Colin Burkhart, K.R., Kelly McLeisot, Creature, Michelle Conn, Melanie Shen, Maggie Breeze, Stephen Lovett, Brian Blass, Lars, Gray, Bryn Marie, Daniel, Tara, Doug, Mari Kaniski, and Michael and Brianna Weber. See you soon! I gotta say, I'm really happy with my claps today. Some days they don't turn out so nice, but these ones I was like, perfect form. I think I nailed it. Good for you, Rob. Perfect form on my claps. Guess what I did again? Forget to record. Just no, I just recorded mic. them on the wrong mic. They're very, yeah. they're there. They're just small. They're like little nubs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like you're one hand clapping. Yeah, exactly. But no, you. I mean, I guess technically yours, yours <laughs> picks up. But what? Oh, you look like you're trying to swat away a fly. <laughs> there's there's a point where fly. it crosses over into like oh, that's kind <gasps> of disturbing. I don't. <laughs> yeah. The fingers are. It's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> I'm ready. Is everybody ready to play Dungeons and Dragons? Dungeons and I thought it was Dungeons and Dork Holes. Mm. With you, it is. (laughs) Get it? Ready. I'm ready. I got my character sheets right there. Oh. Got like fucking mustard on them. That's a receipt. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I've been using. I've been rolling rolling die. I've been playing um, the same character. It's. I, I created it's a real character sheet. This, uh, menu, <laughs> exactly. That was yeah. uh, I without that. mail, right? That's my class. Without mail. Yeah. <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.